0: Hi and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you and on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, the book of Matthew. We're going to read from chapter 27 verse 15. I've got a some chillers in my pocket. Let me just take those out. So, what's in my pocket? Not my car keys, it's chillers. By the way, welcome to our online family. We love you so much. Matthew chapter 27, verse 15 says Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. So, essentially, what the verse is saying is that Pilate had instituted this custom as a means of winning favour with the people, winning favour with the masses. Verse 16 says, And at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? For he knew very well that the Jewish leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy because of his popularity with the people. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and "'Destroy Jesus.' "'The governor answered and said to them, "'Which of the two do you want me to release to you?' "'They said, Barabbas. "'Pilate said to them, "'What then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ?' "'They all said to him, let him be crucified. "'Then the governor said, why? "'What evil has he done?' "'But they cried out all the more, saying, "'Let him be crucified.'" When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. Over the course of this Easter weekend, millions of believers, as we have done this morning, will participate in communion as we reflect on what Jesus did for us on the cross. Our messages will be preached, some will be short like mine, <laughs> some will be long, but nonetheless Christ and what he did on the cross for us will be preached. There'll be worship songs that will be sung, some will sing hymns, others will sing more modern songs, others will sing a combination of more modern worship songs and hymns. And all of these uh, practices of the Christian faith will focus on the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Three important days. Good Friday, what's also now known as Silent Saturday, and of course today being Resurrection Sunday. Three important days that changed the world. The story that we read this morning uh, is of a man by the name of Barabbas. I've never preached a sermon on this man before. But today, we're going to give it a good go. (laughs) His name appears for one brief moment in the Scriptures. However, his name has become eternally associated and coupled with Calvary. All four Gospels speak about this man Barabbas. Matthew's Gospel refers to him as a notorious criminal. Uh, He's also referred to as a notable prisoner, that is He is someone who had a reputation for breaking the law. Mark calls him a murderer. John, or Luke, excuse me, calls him a rebel and a murderer. John refers to Barabbas as a robber and a revolutionary. As a result of Barabbas rebelling against Rome, the prescribed form of capital punishment was the Roman practice of crucifixion. Barabbas is a condemned man sitting on death row, waiting for the day of his execution. Jesus had been arrested. The chief priests and the elders accused Jesus of a number of things they accused him of blasphemy that is claiming to be the son of god he violated the sabbath uh, eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners but the one that they wanted to pin jesus on was they said that jesus had made a public statement that you were not to pay taxes to rome and he also claimed to be the Messiah calling himself a king. And the chief priests and the religious leaders are saying to Pilate that Jesus is challenging the authority of the Roman Empire. Now we know that the reason why they did this was mainly because out of jealousy. We all know what it's like to be jealous, But then there's a whole nother level of jealousy called extreme jealousy. And extreme jealousy causes a person to become irrational in thought and behaviour. And these chief priests and scribes and the Pharisees and this religious council had become extremely jealous of Jesus because of the love that the crowd had for him. And so they conspire, they come together and they say, let's take him to Pilate. Let's arrest him and let's say to Pilate that he ref- he's telling everyone, don't pay taxes to Rome and he's claiming to be a king because there's actually only one king and his name is Caesar. So let's make an example of him by crucifying him. Pilate, here's the case. And in hearing the case, he thinks to himself, look, these are claims, and they are serious claims, but no one should be crucified for these claims. So Pilate comes up with a plan, and his plan is, why don't I release a prisoner, as is the custom, and maybe what I'll do is I will release, I'll select Barabbas because this insurrection that had taken place, there was a company of these men waiting to be executed but he specifically chooses Barabbas because Barabbas was a notorious criminal and these people did not want a notorious criminal on the street so he places Barabbas before them And Jesus, and he says, who do you choose? Because he believed that through his shrewd plan, they would say, look, Jesus was bad, but this guy's really bad. We don't want a notorious criminal on our streets. And so Pilate asked them a question. He says, who do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or... Jesus, who is called the Christ. Well, in the middle of all of this, Pilate's wife, the Bible says, has a troubling dream. She has uh, a nightmare, in fact, about this whole circumstance. She comes over to her husband, Pilate, and says to him, have nothing to do with this innocent man. So Pilate recognises this is not worthy of death, what this man has done. Also, his wife has come to him saying, this man's actually innocent. I've had a dream about it. Who do you want me to release to you? Do you want me to release Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? Now, the chief priests and the religious group, they know the crowd could sway and say, yeah, get rid of Barabbas, wiping off the face of the earth. So they begin to go amongst the crowd and they talk to the crowd and they say, we got to get rid of Jesus. We, Jesus is the one who actually should be crucified. And through their authority that they have with the people, they begin to lead the crowd astray and all of a sudden a chant comes up and this chant is crucify Jesus, crucify Jesus, release Barabbas and crucify Jesus. Well, Pilate thinks to himself, I, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a difficult spot here because it's not right that I crucify an innocent man. Come on, you're with me this morning. It's not right that I crucify an innocent man. So in Luke's Gospel, he says, why don't I do this? Why don't I penalise Jesus? Why don't I make him suffer, but I won't crucify him? Well, again, the Bible says on this occasion that the crowd became even louder and in unity, they cried out, crucify Jesus, crucify Jesus, crucify Jesus. And Pilate is in this scenario where he realises that if I don't give to these people what they want, then a riot could break out and he could potentially, for not keeping peace and order in his jurisdiction he could lose his position of authority in Rome so he makes a decision and he says to the people he says look i think that the man is innocent but if this is what you want if this is what you want to happen he goes gets a bowl fills it with water washes his hands and says i Am innocent of this man's blood. Well, in this scenario, we have Jesus who is called the Christ and Barabbas who's released. Barabbas was the guilty man. Yeah. Jesus was the innocent one. And we see an innocent man is found guilty and the condemned man hears the strange words, you are free. The innocent man was tortured but the condemned man, to his great surprise, Barabbas, his destiny was changed forever. Watch this. One was illegally tried and condemned to death. One was legally trialed, condemned to death, but set free. Yeah, wow. yeah. The words of Jesus became true. The cup which my Father has given me shall I not drink it. Pilate, the chief priest, the elders, and the people had the audacity to believe that they actually had the power to set one man free and to condemn the innocent. Not realising that Jesus himself said in John chapter 10 verse 18, no one takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down myself. I have the power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Imagine the courtyard. Imagine the scene. Imagine a murderer and an innocent man. How unjust. But we see the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in full effect. A living man gave his life for a dead man. One alive, come on church, destined to die. The other dead, destined to live. Jesus knew, watch this, that the Father needed to treat Jesus like Barabbas so that he could treat Barabbas like Jesus. Matthew chapter 27 verse 26 says so he released Barabbas for them and after flogging Jesus he handed him over to be crucified. Isaiah 53 verse 7 says he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet Open not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So open not his mouth. John chapter 1, verse 10 says, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own. And his own did not receive him. My sermon title this morning, I know it's late in me telling you. That's not the introduction, by the way. (laughs) This won't be one of those seven hour sermons. (laughs) If you didn't have an Easter egg hunt, you never know, I may keep going. (laughs) My sermon title this morning is What Happened to Barabbas? Imagine this moment of judgment. An innocent man condemned to death and a guilty man set free. Where did he go? What did he do? What became of this man's life? The amazing thing is, is that his name and his story literally disappear off the pages of Scripture. It's like reading a, a, a classic novel, getting to the last chapter or two, and it's like, hold on, what happened? <laughs> Where did Barabbas go? Did he run when he was told he was free? Did Barabbas watch Jesus die? Did he watch him get flogged? Did he watch him get whipped? What did Barabbas actually do? Did he in fact go to the cross? Did he even realise who the man was that was dying in his stead? Did he understand? Did it actually have an impact on his life? Now, the challenge we got, we don't know. There are two Jewish traditions, the First Jewish tradition is that Barabbas went back to his old life, became a revolutionary, and eventually was uh, murdered in another uprising. Another Jewish tradition says that uh, he went and stood by uh, the Roman centurion uh, when Jesus was hanging on a cross, when the Roman centurion said, truly this man was the son of God. Now, these are just traditions. The fact is we <laughs> we really have no idea. We have no idea what happened to Barabbas. We had no idea when a guilty man was set free and an innocent man was condemned to die. Just someone help that person with that phone because it's been going off all worship. So, and uh, I've done it myself, so don't, don't feel embarrassed. But i got to tell you something. There's something about Barabbas that I actually do know. There's something about Barabbas that actually relates to you and I here 2,000 years later. The truth is, is that I am in fact Barabbas. I am the one who was condemned to die. I was the one because of my sin and because of my wrongdoing. I am the one. And watch this, you are sitting next to Barabbas today. We don't know everything that happened, but what we do know is that he is a picture of humanity. A sinful man who should have been condemned for what he had done wrong. yet that innocent man comes and says, I love you, Barabbas. I will give my life for you. I am that person. I am the one who stood there on that day. When all of heaven said, should we condemn this man? Or is it Jesus? And Jesus, the son of God, who had the power, if he wanted to, to stop it all. In one word, one breath, could have. He was led, we read it in in Isaiah, like a lamb to the slaughter. Lamb, of course, uh, representing uh, innocence, purity, uh, to some extent, loveliness. The Lamb of God, one alive, destined to die, the other dead, destined to live. On Resurrection Sunday, this same choice echoes through the generations to this day. And here's the amazing thing. You're not standing there and you are not being condemned. Do you know why? Why? Someone else has already, 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 come on, already been condemned. He gave his life so that you and I might live. Can we just honour the Lord with a hand of praise right now? Now imagine this. Jesus is condemned, is sentenced to death and Barabbas chooses to stay condemned. The average person would think, bro, brother, my friend, you've been set free, go. Go. When we don't acknowledge the goodness of God and what he has done for us, it's literally like staying there, staying in condemnation when he has already paid the price for you. The logical person would think that's not good. <laughs> Resurrection Sunday, he died, he gave his life, but he rose again. To give you and I hope. Do you know what the hope is? That He has the power to forgive your wrongdoings. Through His resurrection, Jesus demonstrated that He had the authority as the Son of God. And for us as believers today, as Christians, the resurrection of Jesus is a source of great comfort. It assures us of eternal life and the promise of salvation. If I could have the keyboard player, please. A change took place. A switch. Let's call it, come on, let's call it a monumental shift. Life, Jesus Christ, come on, to death. Death. Barabbas, to life. It's your story. It's my story. The love of God is so uh, so uh, wide. Excuse me. uh, So deep. That's the word I was meant to say. (laughs) So wide. It's so high. It's so expansive. It's so welcoming. It's so inclusive. But you know what's amazing about the love of God, Barabbas, is that it's so free. You don't have to pay, come on. You don't have to pay for what you have done wrong. Jesus Christ paid the price for you and for me. It was not the people that set Barabbas free. It was not their chance. Barabbas, let him go, let him go. It was the love of God. It was the uncommon love of God that reached down to humanity and said, Barabbas, I know what you've done wrong, but I'm giving you a new start, a fresh start. It's the freeing grace and love of Almighty God. He loves you so much. He cares for you so much. He cares for everything that you're going through. He cares about your pain. He cares about your suffering. He cares about the weight. He cares about the burden that you feel today. And He's giving you a chance to say, you can walk free because I have paid the price for you. the age of 14, just a couple of years ago for me, <laughs> I experienced this love invited to a youth group. That's why I love youth ministries and I love our youth ministry. Cause I was one of those ordinary teenagers, 14 years of age, and I got invited to go on a Friday night. I thought they were strange because I was used to like Michael Jackson dancing. I'm from South Africa. These people were at the front going like this when they dance. And I'm like, (laughs) that's strange. But what I couldn't deny, what I couldn't deny is I felt something, I sensed something. And there was a message just like this that was preached about God's love for me and even though there were nuances about the style of music I was like do these people like hip-hop or not (laughs) not everything I understood but I felt something I knew something that on that day I could be set free 14 and it was alive in me time came in the meeting who wants to give their heart to Jesus, who wants to be free? I was like, man, I've got like, I'm 14, uh, like I've sworn, ah, uh, done some things I shouldn't, you know, I started feeling the weight, but the more the man preached, the more he spoke, the more I realised it's not about what I've done, but the story. Is all about what He has done. That's the story. I opened up my heart to God, gave my heart to Jesus Christ. 25th of June, 1988, on my mother's birthday. How cool is that? On my mom's birthday, I became a Christian. You wanna be free? Do you wanna experience life? Do you want to experience freedom? Look to Jesus. The message is Him. It's all about Him. And it will always be Him. He gave His life for me. He died so that I might live. Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate. We give glory. We give praise. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Oh, come on, you old time penties, <laughs> Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory be to God for the good things He has done. I am free. This is what we're gonna do. In a moment, uh, we will bring our meeting to a close. But before we do that, we wanna give in this moment an opportunity on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, an opportunity, you stand. One has paid the price one has given his life, stop carrying the guilt. You do that by receiving the free gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. This is how you do it, are you ready? Come on, don't switch off on me now. Yesterday, I was doing some marriage paperwork and in a couple of weeks, in four or five weeks time, I have the privilege of uh, marrying one of the great young couples in our church. <laughs> and, and you know, like they had their vows prepped and I'm reading the vows, I'm thinking of Allison. And it's like, these vows are so cool. You know, this is awesome, I love this. Man, I've got the best job in the world. You know? And I realised something, it's through confession. I take you to be my lawfully wedded wife. And then I'm reading my notes. By the authority conferred upon me and the laws of this land in Australia, I am in the Name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. I now pronounce you to be husband and wife, no longer two but one in Jesus mighty. I'm like, this is uh, so good. All it is, it's the confession of your mouth and by believing in your heart that what you are saying is true. Amen. Amen. We're gonna pray a prayer. It's a simple prayer that invites Jesus Christ the very Son of God to come into our lives, to forgive us of our sin, to thank Him for His goodness and His grace. I understand that I am condemned. I have done things wrong, but somebody paid a price for me. He died so that I could live. We're gonna pray that prayer and I'm gonna ask everybody in the auditorium in, this opportunity for you to reflect. We're gonna bow our heads and we're gonna close our eyes and I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer after me. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? From our heart, are you ready? Come on, are you ready to pray? Come on about four of us, are you ready to pray? Dear Jesus, I believe in You. I believe You are the Son of God. I believe that You died in my place. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. Forgive me, cleanse me and make me new. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never prayed that prayer before or you did a long time ago, but you're coming home. You know what that means. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to lift up your hand. The reason why, I wanna see you. I wanna pray for you. I wanna encourage you in this new beginning. I'm asking you to be bold. There's a couple of people around the auditorium, some of my friends who are also helping me to look. Sometimes it's difficult to see everybody. On the counter three, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or well, you did a long time but a long time ago, but you're coming home to the love of God. Can you lift up your hand nice and high? Once I've seen your hand, I'll acknowledge it. You can put it down. Here we go, one, two, three. God bless you, I see your hand. Who else is there? God bless you, I see your hand. Come on, nice and high. Don't miss out on this opportunity. God bless you, I see your hand. Who else is there? Lift it up nice and high. God bless you, I see your hand. God bless you, I see your hand as well. Anyone else? I'd love to pray for you today. Your sin is not so far gone that Jesus cannot help you. He can help you. Who else is there lifted up nice and high? I'd love to pray for you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? I'd love to pray for you today. So good, so good. Come on. That's about six people that have raised their hand. Why don't you be the seven? I wanna pray for you today. If you think that I've missed you, put it up nice and high. I'd love the opportunity to pray for you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If we can just keep our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Those of you who raised your hand, I'm gonna ask you to do one more thing. Can you just lift it up again? I just wanna make sure I don't miss out on anyone. So good, so good, so good, so good, so good. Once I've seen your hand, you can put it straight back down. Awesome. There was one person that I missed, so I'm glad you lifted it up again. God bless you, so good. Church, we said we were gonna pray for these people. Come on, are you ready to pray? Come on, are you ready to pray? Father, thank You for these amazing people. Thank You for new beginnings. Thank You for a life-changing experience with the living God. Father, You love them so much. And we declare what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Come on, believers, you know this verse. If any of us be in Christ, we are new creations. All things have passed away. All things have become new. I thank You for change. I thank You for forgiveness. I thank You for restoration. And I thank You for healing. In the Name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all of God's people said, so good. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.